Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts and I believe that we all have a purpose and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello and welcome to the show. This is how to turn your worries into your superpower. The average person spends one hour and 50 minutes a day worrying. That's about five years in the average lifetime. And the lifetime should be a lifetime, <laughs> which is what I nearly said. Uh, so, um, so worrying for one hour and 50 minutes a day uh, probably isn't very much fun. And uh, I guess I'm keen to understand how much you worry. Do you find yourself constantly thinking, what ifs, you know, what if this and what if that about work, your health, your family, your friends, the next pandemic? I mean, I get it. There's a, there's a lot to worry about. But if this sounds like you, then you might be worrying your life away. And if you keep doing it, it could have a big impact on your health, your, your mental health, physically, emotionally. And if you're worrying about things that you can't do anything about, then it's going to affect your ability to focus on doing something about the things that, that really matter to you. But here's the thing. You can turn your ability to worry into a superpower. There's this thing called the law of polarity. It's a, it's a universal law that says that two poles of a thing allow it to functionally exist. So North Pole, South Pole. Uh, but there's also love and hate, hot and cold, courage and fear. They're polar opposites of the same thing. And uh, that means that you know, if they're the polar opposites, then at any point in time, you can be at any point between love and hate or hot and cold, or courage and fear. But it also means that you can't have one without the other. And in a moment of fear or anxiety or worry, the law of polarity kind of tells us that the opposite reality is also always possible. In fact, if you think about it, worrying and feeling anxious is an experience uh, that we all have. And, and from that experience, we can appreciate other feelings you know, further down the continuum, if you like, uh, confidence and um, courage. And learning this about yourself is how you can unlock this superpower. And potentially right at the moment where those emotions start to take hold. There's a quote from Napoleon Hill, who wrote uh, Think and Grow Rich. And in that book, he says, every adversity, every failure, and every heartache carries with it the seed of an equivalent or greater benefit, which is just another way of saying that, you know, the opposite is always possible. And, you know, failure and the existence of the possibility of failure gives rise to the possibility of success. In fact, without failure, there can't be any successes and there can't be progress without struggle. The thing is, this is all starts sort of in your mind. 
So why are people, some people more inclined to worry than others? Well, firstly, I guess it's important to say that we all worry a bit. We're programmed to do it. It keeps us safe. And for some of us, uh, this might be compounded by our neurological makeup or our life experience. Any kind of uh, trauma or childhood memory or at any point, challenge in life, relationships can increase the possibility or likelihood of anxiety or tension. Um, and even if your parents were overprotective when you were growing up, you could be as worried as somebody who felt underprotected as a child. And I guess people, in essence, kind of worry because they think something bad is going to happen. And it's almost as though they think that by worrying about it, they can prevent bad things from happening or stop them before it gets too bad. So it's kind of a part of the human condition. But how much do you worry? Like I said, sometimes worrying happens to us all. If there's an actual threat, then there is something to worry about. In that case, it's probably better to worry, as that can trigger you into an action that could stop something disastrous from happening or could save a relationship or a business or a life. But what if your worrying is causing you problems? You know, how much worry is too much worry? Well, the answer is it depends. And it depends on whether or not it's serving you or if it's stopping you or are you suffering? So there's some good news uh, on the People With Purpose podcast in episode four. I did a how not to worry five step strategy. But here are some practical tactics that you can use to turn your worries into a superpower. And I must like five steps because, again, there's five steps here as well. So step number one, if you're feeling worried about things, step number one is make a list. Make a list of your worries. So take a piece of paper, write them down on the left-hand side. Just make a list. Just write them all down, anything that you might be worried about. Step number two is to decide what you can do about it right now. So if you can do something about that worry, write down next to it what you can do. So, you know, if you write down your list of worries on the left-hand side in step one, and then what you can do about it, write it next to it. And if you can't do anything about that particular worry, then leave it blank. So looking at whether your worry is good or bad for you, um, I mean, in a way, a good worry, if you like, is something that you can do something about right now. You know, for example, you might be going away somewhere and you're worried about getting there. And so, you know, so you could get there on time. So you could plan what time you're going to leave to get there. Uh, you could be worried about, um, I don't know, a piece of work that you've got to get done or a deadline that you've got to, to meet. So, again, planning. When you're going to do the work uh, to give you enough time could be a good way of taking that worry away. However, a worry that you can't do anything about, you know, you're, more, you're back into that kind of, well, what if this and what if that cycle? You've got no control over it. And there's nothing that you can reasonably do that will lead to a solution. So, for example, worrying that you're going to get really ill or, or catch something or uh, untreatable or or whatever. I mean, not going to be able to do anything about that. So today, I, I don't really worry 
too much about about too many things, uh, but it wasn't always always like that. So uh, so let me take you back to I don't know two thousand and nine two thousand and ten. Uh, then I was worried, and if you can imagine sort of sitting in an office with paper all over your desk, and your mind in a in a total fog. I don't know if you've been in a situation where you've been sort of at work and you're staring at a PC screen or computer screen and, and you're almost staring through it rather than looking at it. You can sort of feel the tension in your shoulders. You know, there might be sweat dripping down the back of your neck. You might be paralysed by having so much work in front of you. You don't know where to start and your mind drifts to the other things you've got going on. You're worried about your kids and dust-ups they might be having with friends at school. You start worrying about your health, your weight, you're in debt, and you don't even really know by how much because you just don't want to look. You feel stuck. And then the, the tapping of someone else's fingers on a keyboard kind of brings you back out of your days into reality. And you've just got to get out. Well, that was me. And I came to, and I just got up out of my chair and uh, walked out of the office and, and into the fresh air and just took a moment to breathe. I walked around the block maybe three or four times and as I was walking around, I, I sort of calmed down a bit and I realised that something had to change. And that something was me. I made a decision in that moment that I was going to take responsibility. It was up to me. So I went back to my desk and I started making a list, making a list of worries. And as I did this, my second epiphany kind of hit me. Uh, not only had I decided to take responsibility, but I also had to decide to accept uncertainty. And that sort of takes me on to, to step three. You've got to decide to accept uncertainty. So getting back to your list of worries, you've got your list of worries down the left-hand side, and then you've got the things that you can do about some of them on just to the right of those. And then you've got some blanks. So everything you've left blank, these are the things that you can't control. So once you've isolated these things, these are the bad worries, if you like, something that you can't do anything about, you need to do something to accept that you can't do anything about those things. This may be something to do with your own limitations, maybe, or... It may just be a degree of uncertainty that is part of life that you need to accept. Go back to that kind of, will I, will I get a terminal illness worry? You know, I mean, no one knows what the future holds. And, uh, and lots of people um, you know, worry about what if, what might happen when they've got no possibility of doing anything about it. It really is unproductive. Um, and people worry about uncertainty. So will I catch this? Will that happen? Um, they sort of associate that kind of uncertainty with the inevitability of a bad outcome. But uncertainty is actually a really neutral thing. You know, when you accept that lots of things about life are uncertain, you don't have to worry about it because, you know, it could be good, it could be bad. They could be things that you turn into things that you can control. Uh, you know, good things might happen just as equally as, as, as bad things, and they all come out of uncertainty. So all these things that you've written down, 
that you can't do anything about. You can't control them. And you need to cross them out. And doing something physical like crossing them out makes your acceptance that you're not able to control everything real. You know, and, and you as in you like every other human being on the planet. And you might want to try this. Now, this might sound a bit weird, but while you cross each one out, if you can give it a yell as you, when you cross it out, then that might really help. Now, that sounds really weird, but if you think about it, when you're worrying, you're sort of suppressing emotion, um, and the emotion kicks in later. It kind of uh, has... So when, when if you're worried about stuff over a long period of time and it then translates into you feeling physically unwell, uh, whether it be, you know, irritable bowel or whatever it might be, that's kind of suppressed emotion. So, so using your emotions with a yell or a cry or a shout can actually be really helpful uh, uh, because when you're giving it a yell, you, you're not worried, you're involved in using your emotion and channeling your emotion. If you think about it, well, why do martial artists yell? Uh, and why do tennis players yell when they serve or when they play a backhand down the line? It's because they're releasing energy. They're channeling their emotion. They're releasing energy to step into their power. So as you cross out, then I urge you to, cr to cry out loud um, and to, to really enjoy crossing out those things that you can't control and striking them from your list. And step into your superpower, super, superpower, superpower. I don't even know what a superpower is. But what you might want to do before you do that is, uh, is you might want to just warn people. If there's anybody in the house with you at the time, if you're going to start yelling, just, 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 just give them a heads up. And, uh, and if you like, you can, uh, you can blame me. So, so decide not to accept, un decide to accept uncertainty. Um, that is step three. Step four is then to focus on what matters most. So you've already crossed out the things on your list that you can't control, perhaps with a roar. And now you're left with the things that you can do something about. So now you need to prioritise. So how to do this? Well, you can knock the easiest thing off first. That might make you feel good. Give yourself a win. You might need that, but it might be short-lived. You could do the most urgent thing, and that makes sense. But is it the most important? And I think if you're worrying, quite often there can be this kind of sense of urgency that comes with that. You know, if you're worried about stuff, it needs to be sorted now. It needs to be sorted now. Um, and if I don't get it sorted now, then, you know, something terrible is going to happen. So, so you know, you could do the urgent thing, but but is it is it really going to serve you? Is it going to help you to to move on and really unleash your your superpower? So I would recommend you you find a way to to prioritize. Uh, which of those things that matter you're going to do something about first. And a little technique that I use with these things is to, to do what I call a five by five. So next to the worries, you can do something about on your piece of paper. Score all of them uh, out of five. So two columns. Uh, score them out of five for how easy they are to sort. And then next to it, score them out of five for the kind of the impact or the benefit that's going to have on on your life. And so if you've got something that really needs sorting, like um, I need to sort out uh, getting a new job because I'm worried about I might lose my job, for example, then that's 
not easy to sort out. Uh, but it, maybe it might be a four because you can actually take some action and you can write a CV and you can put it out there. So that might be a four from the point of view of ease. And then times five, the benefit's going to be high. So that would then score 20. If you can multiply those scores and give you a number, that can give you an objective way of prioritising uh, which one you tackle first. So focus on what matters most. That's step four. And then step five is then to take action. So once you've prioritised, you've got them ranked, you've got scores on the doors, um, and then commit to doing the first two things and by when. So do them, feel good, and then do the next one. And as you're taking action, there's a couple of things that you might find. So you might find that you get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. So if you're coming from a place of worrying about a lot of stuff, you might be feeling like you can't handle feeling uncomfortable. But if you can actually embrace that feeling of being uncomfortable, you will accomplish more. And then that will feed then your desire to do more. And being able to do things that you don't want to do or things that make you feel uncomfortable uh, is actually how people grow. You know, grow in your comfort zone. So... You might find as you take action that you get more comfortable feeling uncomfortable, and that is a good feeling. You also might find that you need to take time out, much like I did when I had to go and walk around the block. You know, you can either focus your mind on getting an answer right now, um, or actually, you might just need to take time out, take a deep breath, go for a walk, read, listen to music, go for a run. That's one thing that, that I find really helps to just give yourself that, that breather. The other thing that you might find as well is that actually things aren't as bad as you think they're going to be. So that kind of worry uh, is all about anticipating what might happen in the future, particularly anxiety. Anxiety very much is about worrying about what's happening or what could happen in the future. And, and what-ifs are very, very often a lot worse than, than how you feel when something actually happens. So as you, work, as you take action, as you, you work through uh, the things that you can control, you'll probably find that it's not as bad as you think it will be. The other thing that you might find, the first thing you need to do when you take action is actually to talk about it. So again, from my own experience, I walked around the block I wrote my list and then I had to tell somebody. And, you know, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not a psychiatrist. Um, a lot of what I'm talking about is, is from my own experience. And, 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 and I found that these things have helped me and helped others that, I've, that I know. But talking about it can be everything from talking to a partner, talking to a friend, uh, going, going to, uh, going to the gym and talking to a stranger in the gym um, or, or, or it could be therapy. But talking to somebody really, really helps and, and, and you know, Mental Health Awareness Week uh, that happened very recently, there was lots of focus on, on talking about things uh, and uh, walk and talk and, uh, and, and, and doing that to, to give yourself a, an outlet and make sure that you got someone's got your back because 
um, again, if you suppress these things, then the, 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 how you feel can actually then translate into uh, maybe physical harm for you as well as, as, as harm for your mental health. So, so definitely talking, talking helps. And the other thing as you take action is there's a lot of power in writing things down. When do you worry? Do you worry at night? Do you worry at work? What can you do to enable you to, if a, if a worrying thought comes into your mind, to quickly write it down? So there's quite a while where I kept a, a notepad uh, by my by my bed. This is before, you know, uh, s- smartphones and, and all of that. Um, sometimes it's not great to have a smartphone uh, by your bed, but my phone's my alarm. And, and so I just make a note on my phone that works for me but whatever works for you write it down and uh, and then repeat this process and then keep working through the list and, and 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 make it a habit so i feel i was lucky i caught myself just in time and if you're worrying as as much as i was um then worrying isn't serving you and you need to make a change and if you're feeling fine right now then that's great but we all need to work on ourselves at the minute, because uh, as I said, there's there's lots of stuff uh, going on right now, and 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 being worried or anxious about situations can can happen to people at any time. You know, one in four people, uh, adults, uh, experiences some form of uh, mental health or, or anxiety every every year. That's that's a quarter of us. So if you can work on yourself, then you can keep yourself well. But if you don't, you might find yourself getting stuck. Worrying about things that you can't control and feeling unable to sort sort the things that you can. And all those worries could could have an impact on your mental health and, and your physical health. And then how does that then flow through to your ability to focus, your emotions, your relationships? But if you can follow these five steps, you could turn your human ability to worry into your superpower. So step one, make a list. Make a list of your worries. Step two, decide what you can do about it right now. Step three, decide to accept uncertainty and strike out the things that you can't control. Step four, focus on what matters most. Prioritise. And then step five, take action on those priorities. So please decide today to take responsibility and put yourself in control. In a moment of anxiety, remember that the law of polarity reminds us that, that the opposite reality is, is always possible. And learn this about yourself is how you can unlock this superpower precisely when those emotions start to take hold. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, Tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.